Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Raising Saints, an AM820 production designed for parents who desire to raise the saints in their life. And now, Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt. Hello and welcome to Raising Saints, the show for Catholic parents. I'm your host, Katie Wyatt, and you are listening to AM820 St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. On today's program, we want to explore the parent teen relationship. And we have some experts, actually, teenagers who have parents, right? <laughs> so what, what better qualifications are there? So I want to introduce our guests. They are all from Church of the Resurrection. So we have with us Kate. Hello, Kate. Hello. And we have Sandrine. Hello, Sandrine. Hi. And we have Katie. Welcome, Katie. Hi. And we have Abby. Hi, hey Abby. Yo. So we have a Kate a Kate and a Katie today. So we'll try to, we'll try not to get too confused. Um, so we wanted to talk to you guys about this topic because a lot of our listeners are parents. A lot of them have teenagers or kids who will at some point be teenagers. And it's really good to get a, a teen perspective on uh, parent-teen relationships. Um, so let's just start. Tell me about your relationship with your parents. What makes it strong, would you say? Definitely the amount of time you spend with them, whether it be like in sports or volunteering, going to church, stuff like that. So them just being really involved in your life. Yes. Yeah. Katie or Abby or Kate, would you agree with that? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Anything to add to it? I also think that like also like spending time is like a big factor, but also feeling comfortable with them. Like, yeah, they are your parents. So I think you should be comfortable with them. So the more comfortable you are, the easier it is to discuss things. That's a good point. Yeah. Because if your parents are active in your life and they're everywhere, but you're not comfortable, like, <laughs> it's not, it sort of defeats the purpose. Um, do you think that, it, so it's important to you all that your parents are an active part of your life. Do you think that's important to all teenagers in general? Absolutely. Yeah. It's the guidance that you get that shapes your life the most I think so what are some ways parents can do that like what are some ways parents can spend time like quality time with you that that will make an impact on your life or on the lives of other of your peers sometimes I think like coffee dates I think are so underrated like just talking with my mom is like a really nice feeling and I know a lot of people sometimes like don't have that opportunity or like they're too busy, but really you should have time like with like your parent. That's great advice, right? If you have a kid who wants to spend time with you and have a coffee, <laughs> do that as often as you can, right? They say they don't like coffee, then let them drink something else, right? And tea works too. Yeah. What are some other ways you think parents well, to add on to her coffee date, I definitely think that we get caught up in technology too much. And it's good to have like that detox every now and then. Do you feel parents get caught up in technology too? Yeah. 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 I think more than they care to admit to because they're always like, you're always on your phone. And then like three seconds later, my dad or mom has to pick up the phone for work. So I think it's like both ways. And you know what? That's a good point, because I think that we as adults find it easy to excuse our overuse of technology because we relate it to work. But really, 
overuse of technology is overuse of technology, no matter what you're using it for. And if you're on your phone, you're not present to your kid. Yeah. Yeah. No matter. It doesn't really matter what the reason is or what the excuse Mm -hmm. is. Yeah. That's good perspective. Thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you did you ever go through a phase where you did not want to be seen with your parents? I think I'm still in that phase. Oh! <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but I mean, it's gotten better. Like, I think my friends like my parents enough where they're like comfortable and they're like, you know, when your friends just like walk in through the door because they feel comfortable enough. To, like, hey, Mrs. Young. Well, yeah. there's lots of Mrs. Young's because of my <laughs> cousins. But uh, it's still like a really nice feeling knowing that my friends are also like can see my parents as another like guardian. So that makes it easier for you then yeah. to be around your parent, even if they're, they irritate you or annoy you <laughs> or embarrass you. Or So if that's a common, Kate, do your parents, do you like to be around your parents? Definitely. Why do you like to be around them? Well, because they're nice and I like them very much a lot. Are they funny? They are very funny. Do they think you're funny? Uh, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> It's awesome to be around people who think you're funny, isn't it? Uh Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) I love it when people think I'm funny. (laughs) Um, So, but bearing in mind that sometimes parents are annoying or irritating or embarrassing, what are some activities parents can do with their kids that won't annoy them or embarrass them or irritate? Like, I feel like we have a lot of parents who are like, I want to spend more time with my kid. My kid does not want to spend more time with me. So I don't know. Do you have any advice or suggestions for Things that parents can do that are kind of like low vulnerability for their kids. Um, Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Katie. Um, My parents and I, like, they try and get me involved in cooking, and I like food. So, like, they'll um, teach me recipes that they know. And so we talk, and it's really nice. And it's a nice way to bond. That's brilliant. Because, number one, you're not out in public, right? You're in your kitchen. (laughs) You don't have to. But also, it's food. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty smart. Good job, Katie's parents. What were you going to say, Sandrine? Um, Definitely bowling or, like, something competitive. (laughs) Oh, I love bowling. Oh, competitive. Do you bowl with your parents, Kate? Mm, Sometimes. Do you beat them? Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So competitive is the key, Sandrine, yeah? Sometimes, yeah. It turns out really fun, and you yeah. get those jokes going. So That's great advice. That's awesome. Um, what are some common mistakes you think parents make when they're trying to have a good relationship with their kids? I think uh, sometimes parents have, like, an accusing, like, tone, maybe only for some, but, like, they think it's a one-way street when really it's a two-way street. Like, they're trying to put forth effort and like nothing's like happening so it's like the kid might be trying you just have to look for the right signs oh so you mean like reading in reading your kid wrong yeah like you really like you should know your kid well i mean you like birth them so (laughs) (laughs) yeah but kids sometimes make it hard for us to know them well yeah so i think just like have a good foundation in the beginning and if it's not good in the beginning then you really have to like talk with them like it doesn't matter if it's awkward you just have to get it out so that's that's when we as parents use the um, chauffeuring our kids everywhere like where we have them held captive in the car (laughs) to talk to them (laughs) that's a parent trick sorry parents if i'm giving away our tricks (laughs) um 
what else? Katie and, and Sandrine and Kate, what do you think are some common mistakes parents make when they're trying to have a good relationship with their kids? You might see it among your peers more than in your own home. Definitely when they're trying to get you away, if you have to like hang out with your friends or something, but you have other responsibilities. Like when they scold you, it's a possibility <laughs> that the, it makes it worse. What if you? Bonding. What if you should? What if you deserve to be scolded though? I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Katie? Um, I think that like, I don't know if this is the case for everybody, but maybe not talk to me like I'm just like a little kid, but talk to me like I'm your best friend and like on a casual kind of thing. Don't make it awkward. Okay. <laughs> That's a fine line, though, right? That best friend thing. Yeah. Do you mm-hmm. see parents? Do you know of parents who are getting that wrong? When like, they're, like, trying too hard. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a common mistake. Like, I mean, do you want your parent to be your best friend? Or do you want your parent to be your parent at this point in your life? I mean, can't they be, like, a little bit of both? Yeah, probably. As long as they don't forget about the parent part, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's what, and I don't, I know that is not the case with any of your parents, but that's what I see a lot. Parents like trying to be, trying to relate to their kids. So they're being their kid's friend. Uh-huh. And that means sometimes like, <laughs> like the big one is boy girl sleepovers, you know, like I don't want my kid to hate me and they want to go to this boy girl sleepover. So I'm going to let them, right? And, I, as a parent, I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? (laughs) Like, what good could come of that? What possible good? You know, lots of things like that where I think parents, they're just tired of fighting battles. Like, we're just tired of, like, you know, always having everything be a struggle. So we give into things. But some of the times the things we give into, if we take a step back, we have to say, actually, there's no possible good Uh that could come of that. So, yeah. Stick with it, parents. Fight those battles. Your kids will thank you uh, someday. Okay. <laughs> um, is it possible for parents to be too strict with their kids? Definitely. Because I know, like, I <laughs> I don't know, but I just had this, like, weird thought that if, like, my parents were too strict on me or, like, they restricted me from doing something that I wouldn't be as independent and I was, like, scared of growing up because of it. But, I mean, now it's, like, different, like. I don't really care, but, (laughs) but it's like, that was like really scary for me. So I know that they're like, they are trying to do what's best for me, like protect me from things, but also like, I need to like see the real world and like reality. So there's a, that's also a balance, Mm -hmm. right? Were you going to say something, Kate? No. Oh, okay. Um, what other ways do you guys think parents can be too strict? Is there such a thing? Absolutely. Um, there was some issues that lingered on when I was younger, like when I had trouble studying or something, <laughs> and then he would like yell at, my dad would always yell at me, so. Do you think he was being too strict, or do you think he just, like... I thought he was just trying to get me so I would understand it and not have to face it as much of an issue, like, later on, which is definitely what I learned later on, so I'm glad that So he, he wasn't it. being too strict. In that situation. I mean, sometimes it it would be a little overdone, but other than that, it was good. (laughs) And that's hard, too, for a kid, like what you're perceiving as too strict and what is just really what's best for you. Do you know kids whose parents really are too strict? Yeah, I definitely know some people because it's like one, it's like restricts them from hanging out. 
And I think that hurts their friends' relationships. Like, and that's really horrible. Yeah, like we shouldn't be on our phones as much. We should, you know, unplug, like detox from that. But at the same time, if we want to communicate with friends, and you tell us no, you can't do that, but then you also like don't give us the attention like we kind of want or like we thought we were gonna get because we're not gonna be on our phones, and then you tell us no, you can't communicate with anyone. Then right. that's kind of like horrible. So, have you guys been in that situation where? Or have you, I don't know, I think this is common with parents, like, you have to earn your parents' trust. Yeah. Like, they have to trust that you're making good choices about who you're hanging out with and trust that you're going to be home when you say you're going to be home. And you have, have you earned your parents' trust in that regard? Absolutely. But sometimes it can be, like, taken away if something happens. Okay. So that's what I wanted to ask, Sandrine, when you betray that trust does it take a long time to reestablish it? I feel like it takes a lot more work yeah. depending upon how many mistakes you make. So, yes. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Raising Saints on AM 820 St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt, and we are here today with Sandrine, Katie, Kate, and Abby, and we're talking about what makes a good parent-teen relationship. Um, so I just asked the girls what uh, if a parent can be too strict with their kids. So now I'm wondering, can a parent be too lax, like too um, not have enough rules, not have enough structure? Do you ever see that happen? Yeah, I think so, because I know like I'm like sometimes my friends refer to me as like the mom friend. So when... that is a good role to have, Abby. <laughs> so when like... Uh, my friends, sometimes they're a mess. I'm like, okay, you need to sit down a little bit. <laughs> but I know that their parents, they do really care for them. It's just I also think they don't want to argue with their kids, and they don't want to. They think they're going to hurt their relationship with their kids by telling them no, but really I think it would benefit from, like, a no once in a while. What do you guys think kids prefer? Too strict or too lax? I think if, kids if, prefer too lax, but... I think it also takes, like, once they get more mature and, like, they start to grow up, they realize, like, their parents' decisions were smart. Katie and Sandrine and Kate, do you agree? Do you think parents, do you think kids would prefer kids be too strict, if you had to choose one, too strict or too lax? Too strict. Too lax. You think too lax, Kate? You like rules? Rules are helpful, Yeah. Yeah. Too strict because I've definitely come a long way from having a military, like, veteran dad. So, ah. yeah. And a lot of people say that we're disciplined, but sometimes we can be a little naive. Okay. <laughs> kind of sheltered? Yes. What do you think, Katie? Too strict or too lax? What's preferred? Um, I mean, no, just by teenagers in general. I mean, I think too lax because... They don't really want to be told what to do. And, like, they'd rather just have everything be like, yeah, sure. But, I mean, I think they need rules. And especially with some kids who, like, parents say, you can go out wearing that. Or, like, you can do that. They need rules because otherwise they'll get themselves in trouble and, like, cause problems down the road. See, I agree with that. I think that our first instinct is to say, oh, kids definitely prefer that their parents be too lax. If you think about it, like we need structure, we need rules, we need boundaries, we need 
For example, if I am in a situation, if I'm a teenager and I'm in a situation that makes me uncomfortable and I don't want to be in that situation, I, I used to tell my kids all the time, use me, tell them it's my fault. You know, tell, tell your friends it's my fault. You can't do something. I have no problem being <laughs> the bad guy. And that gives my kids the freedom to say, no, I'm not allowed to do that. My mom says no. Whereas if my mom says yes to everything, my mom doesn't care what I do. My mom, do you want to go drink at this party? Sure. My mom won't care. You know, like that's where I think kids prefer more structure and more rules and more um, discipline. Yeah. (laughs) Do you think? Yes. Especially in the terms of like bad decisions where it be drugs or alcohol. Like there's some people at our school where I'm not going to mention the school, but they make some bad decisions and it does not end well. And do they make those bad decisions because they don't have the guidance from their parents to make good decisions, do you think? I feel like their bonding is probably less than what people have. So, Which actually kind of brings me to my next question. So do, do parents have an obligation or a responsibility or maybe even a right to know everything that's going on in their kids' lives? Sometimes, like, yeah. Like, sometimes I think about that. Like, if my friend, like, the people who need, like, more help and that I need to, like, help them a little bit, not saying that their parents are just, you know, completely failing, but, like, sometimes they, like, need other than a parent to talk to, they, like, would benefit from that. So, I don't know. What about... What about involuntarily? Like, I know parents who know all codes and all passwords and all, you know, like sometimes so that their kid knows, you know, their kid knows full well, anything I say, anything I text, anything I, you know, type or post, my parents can see that, like full disclosure. But sometimes (laughs) kids don't know that their parents can see everything they post and type and text. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Is that okay for parents to to do that? Or in your opinion, is that not okay? Um, I think it really depends on the kid. Like if the kid has a track record of doing things wrong, I think the parents should like be more aware of like it and like kind of be on them. But if the kid's like good and like, you know, like they're not going to do anything wrong. I mean, you should like give them space because like they've deserved it. They earned it and like they can trust you. But if you can trust them, why not see everything they text and type and post? I mean, it's kind of like a little bit of an invasion of privacy. <laughs> it's pretty invasive, yeah. Because like, what if you're talking about something like super personal with your best friend and they're just like, ooh, you just broke up with someone. <laughs> right. I mean, so, so Katie, you think that there is, parents don't have to know every single thing that's going on in their kids' lives. Yeah. But Abby, like you said, as long as they have good communication and your parent should be someone you can talk to about the things you want to talk to about. Um, Where do we draw that line? I I don't even know if we can answer this question, but where do you draw the line between what we ought to know, what we as parents ought to know about our kids and what we don't necessarily need to know? Katie, you just gave an example, you know, like if you confide in your best friend about a breakup or something, sometimes it's easier to talk to your best friend than it is your dad who wants to go out and hurt the person who just hurt <laughs> his daughter, right? Like, <laughs> not necessarily, I'm kidding. But. I feel like there is a limit 
it's just going to be harder to find in the person. It's based upon, like, their personality or something like that. Like, let's say, maybe, like, a party or something. Like, there's definitely, like, your experience being applied to the party, whether it be, like, just a fun girls' hangout party or a boys' hangout party. So that it just depends. You're saying it depends on the circumstance and the situation. Definitely. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Abby? I would. Oh, you're thinking. You're pondering. Yeah. It's just, I don't know how my parents would, like, take it if I didn't tell them something and then I, like, regretted it. I don't know. But, like, my parents, I like to tell them everything because once I tell, like, my mom something and I tell you and I tell her about a person like that person's done for like there's no going back because my mom is like <laughs> out of protection my, for you yeah. you mean yeah like, yeah like you're not hanging out with that person anymore yeah uh-huh. and it's like different for like I guess for everyone's parents so I mean I'm glad my parents like want like to protect me because that's like a comforting feeling when I do feel uncomfortable so like that's what I enjoy I agree yeah <laughs> Yeah, and I guess that's what I was talking about when our parents are too lax. I think sometimes kids feel like that translates to my parents don't care. Yeah, like you don't, I think it's like an also attention thing. It's not like I want attention, give me attention. It's just like having someone there for you, especially like if you live with your parents, you want and you're like there with them all the time. You should be able to communicate with them and like have a good relationship. Yeah, and also I don't think it's unreasonable to want attention from our parents. Yeah. I mean, that's how how we're made. <laughs> that's what we're made for. Yeah. Um, what about when you do mess up, when you make a mistake, and when you do something that you know will be disappointing to your parent? What's the best way for a kid to approach that? Like, well, okay, what's a be- the best way for a kid to approach that situation? And then what's the best way for a parent to respond to that situation? I feel like give it some time. We definitely learned during our retreat with you, like Katie and stuff like that, and definitely from team leaders that it's the fact of giving time and then also being able to say sorry and then having the person sincerely say, I forgive you, definitely. So it's a matter of being genuinely sorry on the part of the kid and then being willing to forgive on the part of the parent. Is that what you mean? Yes. Katie or Abby or Kate, would you add anything to that? Like if you, Kate, if you make a mistake and you make your parents mad, what do you, what do you tell them when that happens? Does it ever happen? Uh, Sometimes. And so when you tell you, when you upset your parents, what do you say to them? I'm sorry that I didn't do what was right. And then what do they do? They might punish me for the bad thing that I've done. Which is pretty typical. That's what parents do. But then do they, do they forgive you too? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think that's... I think as a parent, if your kid isn't sorry for what they did, or if they're going to keep doing the same thing... We have to have a different response, you know, like you don't want to keep forgiving bad behaviors if bad behaviors are going to continue. And that that's hard because, you know, we all know that forgiveness is supposed to be limitless. 
but also penitence is supposed to be genuine, right? We're supposed to be sorry for mistakes we made. Um, What role does your Catholic faith have in your relationship with your parents? How do you think that your faith has formed how you interact with your parents, how they interact with you, how they've loved you, how they've taught you, what rules they've had for you? Spiritual holidays and just going to Mass every Sunday, it definitely forms a relationship, whether it be waking them up in the morning, like at 8 a.m. Oh, so you're just talking about like worshiping together. Worshiping together, like celebrating Jesus' birthday. Yeah. And that's, that's like quality time spent together, family time spent together. Yeah. What about you, Katie? How do you think your faith has formed your relationship with your parents and their relationship with you um my mom she like has these like spiritual like quotes and stuff and like she like um she'll like give me advice about like the bible and stuff and um she'll quote a lot of joel Osteen and stuff yeah so she's just she's like that's kind of where her motherly advice is coming from yeah from a, boy that's awesome because like you're not going to go wrong <laughs> as a parent if your advice is coming from Christ, if your advice is coming from Scripture, you're not going to be wrong. So do you receive that well, Katie? Are you, do you appreciate that? Or are you like, oh, my gosh, Mom, stop with the quotes? <laughs> I mean, like, if it's like, I really need it. But if she's just, like, repeating herself for the sake of talking, then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which we do. Which we do as parents. <laughs> yeah, my mom and dad do the same exact thing. They're really philosophical, like, whether it be when I'm stressed or something. And are you sometimes, like... Just stop talking. I don't <laughs> too many. My nephew says too many words. Too many words. It's good and bad sometimes. But then sometimes when my friend goes through the same issue, it's like I got that advice from my family. But then they're like, "Your family's so quotey." <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we're out of time. We have to um, move on to our prayer. But I just wanted to thank you, ladies, for sharing your advice with us, sharing your wisdom. I'm sure our listeners appreciate it. So let's close in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we love you. God, we praise you. Lord, we just are so in awe of your plan for family. We're so in awe that you have entrusted us with wonderful parents and that you've entrusted us with wonderful kids. Lord, we just ask that you help us be respectful in our parent-youth relationships, that you help us grow together in our love for you, and that you help us always keep you at the center of those relationships. In your precious name, we pray, Jesus. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been listening to Raising Saints on AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt, and until next time, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Bye now. Raising Saints is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM820. Archives of Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt are available at stgabrielradio.com. Many, so-